Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, joined by uh, the great Ben White coming to us from a very cool room right there. Big fan of that. And Jason Shearer. Hello, Skier. Hello, Ben. What's going on? What's going on, guys? Hello, Shearer. All right, we got a lot to get to this show. We're going to talk about Arizona beating down NAU. We're going to make fun of ASU. We're going to talk a little bit of Arizona basketball recruiting as well, a little bit of Sal Point. But, guys, the time is now. The time is here. The desert will rise. I expect an absolute beatdown tomorrow. Skier, what say you? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I was looking yesterday. I don't see any way this game is close. I don't recall saying that two years ago. <laughs> I might have, but. Uh, this year's different, just with the offense. I just don't know how NAU stops or even contains Arizona's offense. Ben, what say you right there? I would concur with that. I think, too, when you look at NAU's offense, I think historically in the past, I mean, they have had teams where they are able to score a lot of points, but I just don't see that being really the case this year. I think for Arizona, you know, offensively all you really have to do is is give the ball to those two or three running backs and this thing should be over probably within a matter of you know 15 minutes that would be the hope at least and then we kind of turn the page to the next challenge uh, next week but nonetheless it'll be interesting all right there's a lot of people i think that are sleeping on a f- certain aspects of this arizona football team and i think we know Jaden delora can be really good he can also be really bad but sheer t-mac i think is going to be the one that people are going to say oh yeah that guy was a five-star recruit a year ago even our buddy shane diefenbach didn't know who t-mac was yeah i mean it's it's we, we've said this before like he looked completely and he was already really good as a freshman i don't know why people weren't paying more attention to him like 800 yards and eight touchdowns as a freshman is pretty damn good but he looks different like this fall this spring he looked like he lost weight uh and then he put it on you know with more muscle he said he gained 30 pounds as a freshman and it was sloppy weight so now he's like it's not sloppy weight anymore so now he's big he's strong uh he didn't lose any speed he actually looks faster I think he's going to emerge as one of the best wide receivers in the country starting on Saturday. Ben White, do you agree, or do you want to be the uh, do you want to be the guy that says no? I do not agree with this. No, we'll save the hot takes for later. No, I think I think T Mac's going to have a spectacular year. I think last year, obviously, being a freshman, there were times where he would come out of the gate. You know, we did see him drop a couple of key passes throughout the year in some of those games, but 
that goes with anything first year college football player. But I think the talent is there. I think he was a tad more raw last year. And I think like Shear said, you know, you guys have seen it firsthand being up close at the practices, just looking on the weight he's put on, just some of the size. And, and obviously the speed is what's going to be the breakaway key there. And I think somebody like Delora comes in second year starter, a lot more comfortable with the offense. You've got more than enough options here between T-Mac, Jacob Cowing. I get that you lost Singer, but you know, you bring in Laminius Craig from Colorado. I mean, that is that could end up being one of the best receivers in the country as well. So I know, Mike, we've talked about this receiving unit, even going back to even last winter after the season ended when they started bringing in some of these guys. Not only do I think it's going to be one of the top in the Pac-12, but you can definitely make the case it's going to be one of the top receiving cores potentially uh, in all of college football, can you not? Uh, you can make that case, and that leads me to my next point. Again, I want all the receivers to play. I'm looking at the depth chart, which we're going to ridicule here shortly um, because it's not an accurate depth chart. But, again, I want Kevin Green out there. I want A.J. Jones. I want Malachi Riley. It looks like they're not going to bet uh, redshirt Malachi Riley, ex-high three-star kid out of Centennial in California. Skira, I want all of those guys on the back line to play right here. It'll play a lot. Yeah, are you talking about this Saturday or in general? Because it's not it's not going to happen in general. It's just I know, not. but I'm talking this Saturday, but I do want Kevin Green to get a lot of run, though, all yeah, season. that's fine. I mean, I, I would assume that Arizona's in a position to take T-Mac and Cowing off the field a little bit on Saturday, or at least I'd hope so, and give the younger guys some run. I think the only one that can really challenge to play throughout the year is Kevin Green, where maybe they move Cowing to the outside and put Green in the slot or – uh, vice versa, you know, they could they can move some things around. Um, I'd like to see him play. I mean, he's good enough. Remember, th- he was started. Like, he was starting before they added Montana, and I'm not criticizing the addition of Montana at all, but if you have a guy that you thought was close to starting quality, he deserves to at least get some snaps each game. All right. Speaking of which, we're going to make fun of ASU in a second. But guess what? DraftKings. We got a bunch of different uh, cool things right here. DraftKings back with a passion. All right. Here's the deal. College football fans, are you ready for week one? If you're a Nebraska football fan, you already hate week one. But be that neither here nor there. This week, here's the deal. New customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. All right. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code PHNX. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they uh, when they bet just $5 on any game only on DraftKings Sportsbook app with code PHNX. The crown is yours. 21 and up. Arizona only. Gambling problem. 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions do apply. Terms and sportsbook.com, or uh, excuse me, terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. I very much like when Shane Diefenbach reads those instead of me. Shane, we need to get you back in here. Um, All right. Now, let's talk a little bit about the running back unit as well. Guys, this is the game. Let's be honest here. NAU, you should be able to beat up NAU. You should be able to just run the ball down their throat. I don't need to get gadget. I don't need to get gadgety or anything like that. Ben, I want uh, I want 200 yards on the ground. I think these are uh, these are fair expectations. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, right? I mean, this should be over within 15 to 20 minutes. And I know everybody's eager. A lot of new players, a lot of new faces, a lot of stuff that everybody wants to see. But the reality is. You're going to see Delora for a little bit. You're going to see those three running backs. You're going to see Wiley, really, and Coleman just end this game pretty quickly. And at that point, the goal becomes and the focus becomes, like Sheer hinted at earlier, 
who do we want to get in to see maybe a little bit deeper on the field in a real game, right? Whether that's somebody like Green, whether that's somebody like Noah Fafita at the quarterback position, I would imagine. And I would. I say Fam, Speedy Luke. Speedy, we'll get to him as well. Uh, playing in the second half, I would hope that Fafita is there. But you get to a point where you want to be able to throw these guys in just to see what they're able to do. And God forbid down the road, if we have some injuries, if we run into some challenges, the coaching staff wants to be confident that they can pivot to those guys and they can go out there and make a difference. So that's really what I'm looking for in this game. I don't expect to see a whole lot new scheme-wise on on both sides of the ball, but it will be interesting, though, and I think the one area that maybe is getting a little bit over underlooked, excuse me, for the game tomorrow is on the defensive side, just seeing some of these new guys on the line here. On the, on you the mean overlooked, line. Ben White, not underlooked. Overlooked. overlooked. Scared? Yeah, I mean, I want Michael Wiley to get 12 carries and then get him out of the game. You used He's to out. think Michael Wiley wasn't very good. I remember two years ago when He's we had a long way, Mike. I think we can agree. He's gone a long way in a few years. But I, I stood resolute. You stood down, and you said that he's not good. This is true. Uh, I, yeah, that's fine. I, I don't know if I said he wasn't good, but that's fine. I know what you're saying. You uh, like Drake Anderson more. <laughs> Calm down. 12, 12 carries. Get him out of the game. I want to see what Speedy Luke can do in an actual game situation. Be like, even if it's the second half, you got to leave, whatever. Give him 10 carries. And, right. and hopefully you're in a position to do that. And, and because, you know, you haven't seen him in a game. Uh, he's inconsistent practicing. But, again, we've talked about there's guys where they're much better in games and practices. It's just the way it is. But this is a game where I want to see the younger players. And even Jed said, like you mentioned the depth chart earlier, and one of the things like Genesis Smith isn't on the too deep. But Jed Fish said like multiple times, Genesis Smith is playing a lot on Saturday. And so it's like I, I want to see the Genesis Smith. I want to see the backup. Like Tay Brown, true freshman linebackers, the backup. Let's get him in the game to see what he can actually do because it feels like, remember last season, Jacob Manu didn't play for, for two and a half games. You played him in the third, he was good, and by the fourth, he was started. And I'm not saying there's another situation out there on the roster, but there could be, and that's why you want to get uh, guys playing, you know, the younger players. Sure, tell me about your nut allergy. What happened? That doesn't, I, uh, sound, I, that doesn't sound good. I have developed – at 40 years old, I've developed a nut allergy. I never had one. I'm allergic to like all kinds of nuts. And I was recording the podcast and I had a few cashews and my tongue went numb and I, it's, it's weird. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, now what kind of nut allergy? Uh, it's, it's like my breathing's fine. My, my mouth breaks out into sores and my tongue goes numb. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like ben every, I eat nut in like multiple fruits and I don't know. I think it's you. I blame you. Ben will be sitting. Well, Ben will be sitting next to you tomorrow night at the game with this nut allergy. Actually, we're going to be seeing you before then, though, Jason. Sure, we will get to this in a little bit right here. But um, now, let's talk though about the offensive line right here. Also, I do think that this is fair. I can take this nut allergy thing off. Hold on, Jacob Franklin. If you could take this off, thank you. Um, but uh, all right, offensive line though. This is also the other case where you got to beat these dudes up. Um, I would like to see Jordan Morgan get some extended time just because obviously first round pick coming back, all of that. But again, this is another one. I'd like to see Rhino get some time at that backup position of uh, Stovall. All those guys, I'd like to see them get out there. And I don't think I'm asking too much there, fellas. I don't think no, so. And thing. I think. No, go ahead. Sure. Then you go, uh, first. I don't... Then you go first. Yeah, you go. I, I don't, I, I don't think so, Mike. And I think, you know, this is the first time in, 
as far as I can remember, where people are actually talking about the offensive line as potentially one of the, the strengths of this team. I think, like you said, Jordan Morgan is, is going to be key there. And if he can stay healthy throughout the year, I think that's the biggest question we all have. But yeah, like you said, let's get him in there. Let's see what he can do. Let's let's create some 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 lanes for the running backs to kind of get up the middle and get those big yardage and, and, and put this game away. But it really becomes interesting, you know, beyond him looking at somebody like, you know, obviously Baker and you've got big Jonah and just to see how these pieces kind of all fit together because um, as we know, Arizona has had trouble year after year with keeping the offensive line healthy and even just figuring out and, and nailing down what the rotation looks like. So um, definitely a, a strength on paper, but it'll just be interesting to see how it plays out because as we know, you know, the offensive line can make or break your season. Sheer, normally I have this, the game notes in front of me on a Friday along with the depth chart. Um, uh, these were some of the worst. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to go with these game notes. The, the years were wrong. The dates were wrong. Everything right there. Wendell Moe is a sophomore. Your fault, though. We, we can't say that, Sheer. Uh, it was funny because people were like yelling at me on Twitter as if I wrote them. They're like, you didn't change the depth chart. It's like, <laughs> what do you want Because you me? did. It's all your fault. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're going you're gonna to meet whose fault it was today, Ben Wise. <laughs> I, you know, I, I feel I felt good about Arizona's offensive line. I feel even better after watching ASU's offensive line last night because uh, that was awful. But yeah, I mean, like Arizona's O line, like yeah, get Morgan doesn't need to play a whole game against any of you. There's no need. Uh, right. Raymond Fido, you could make the argument because you want to get him reps for Mississippi State. True freshman, I get it. But guys like Morgan and Baker, they, they just don't need to get Borjon in there. Let Rhino play some snaps you know, move things around a little bit. But a guy like Morgan, there's just no reason for him to play that whole game. If you watched that ASU game last night, by the way, they looked absolutely terrible. But when the Haboob came, you know what they could have used right now, but they probably didn't because they're not smart because they're ASU fans. Shady Rays. Shady Rays. If they had Shady Rays during the Haboob, they wouldn't have had to go duck for cover. They would have been the guys that looked very, very cool out there. And you might say, Mike, do these shady rays protect me from a boob? I don't know if sunglasses can, but if there is an outlet out there that can do that, it is shady rays. All right. Here's the deal. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. To give you an idea, Sheer Ben and myself are going out on the town tonight. <laughs> I might even be bringing my Shady Rays right there. We'll see what's uh, we'll see what's going on right that, there. We'll- that's a good idea by you, though, Mike. We'll have to get with our guy, Doug Tamaro, and you know recommend next time there's a, a dust storm that if they would just all wear Shady Rays, maybe you know, we should, have avoided actually, that. I should delay. message Doug and say, "Did you were you wearing Shady Rays?" Just you maybe run run to Circle K during the big you know three hour delay. Why not run oh, to Circle you go. K? Our good buddy Kenny Abbey is down in uh, down in town, by the way, and he took a picture of the Circle K at uh, Oracle and Grant right there, and he does agree that this is the toughest area in the city, and Circle K still serves them with pride right there. So, all right, Rudy Martinez, our guy, a very funny point right here. He says, "Can Shady Rays protect ASU from a bowl ban?" <laughs> I kind of feel, on, on a real note, like, I was kind of like, I don't understand the bull ban. It was came at a crappy time and all that. But then I watched him last night, and a part of me was like, you know what? Maybe it wasn't the worst idea. It, yeah, I get that. But at the same time, that's really crappy. No, it was. 
I mean, it is crappy timing and all that, but they're, they are certainly not making a bowl game this year. You know who I actually think is good, and I hope I'm wrong on this, and uh, TJ Wilmore will probably call me on this like he did on Jaden Daniels, although I turned out to be right. What's his name? Uh, Rashad is pretty good. He'll be okay. I don't like – people blame him for that. This is the Dillingham offense. It's all right. dink and dunk, and, and then once in a while you take a uh, – that's his offense. That's not a Rashada thing. Right, for sure. We're, uh, we're fans of that, even though I don't, barely got to see anything and I fell asleep during the haboop. All right, now – Defensive, we've got to talk on the defensive side. This was another interesting depth chart right here. Um, few guys that haven't even played all uh, played all camp or, uh, or one was listed as a starter. I do not believe that. I believe I know the real depth chart right here, Sheer. And let's talk about the DNs first. It's going to be imperative. One of these two guys has to emerge, in my opinion, either Isaiah Ward or Taylor Upshaw. One of those two dudes has to emerge in that Hunter Eccles role. Yeah, uh, you know, they need the pass rush. It, it's just it, it feels like Arizona hasn't had a pass rush in forever. I, I think someone will emerge when those two. I, I don't know if both of them will be really good, but they both played really well in camp. Uh, you know, Upshaw and Ward both had their moments. There's a little bit of depth at each position, but they need one of those guys to emerge as a legit pass rushing threat. Ben White, what do you see? Do you think do you think a pass rush can be formed by that uh, down four, or do you think that our guy Justin Flo is going to have to get in there and flow towards the quarterback? I see what you did there. I think the answer is um, a little bit of both. I think on the defensive line, we've talked about this for years now, and especially when this program made the pivot to try to get some of these bigger guys in the transfer portal. Um, it's either boom or bust, right? A lot of these guys come in from bigger programs. They look great on paper. They've got the size. They've got the program, you know, the Georgias, the Michigans of the world. Um, but it comes down to, you know, maybe there's a reason why those individuals are, are leaving those programs, right? Um, hopefully that's not the case here. I mean, we've seen some great stuff from Upshaw and Camp, and a guy like Norton's coming in. We'll, we'll see how he looks. But Big Bill Norton. Big Bill Dorn, yes, exactly. So, but it, it's it's going to be a little bit of both, right? Because I think your defensive line is is so critical from a pass rush standpoint, but also your linebackers are going to have to cover and and move out in space too, just because of maybe some injuries or maybe some challenges you might have up have up there. So, while the roster is definitely improved and you have a lot of new guys, I, I still am at a point with the defensive line where. Until I believe it, you know, until I see it, I won't believe it, right? It's it's kind of bend or break for me. One of these guys is going to have to step up if there are injuries. I just can't have it be what it was last year. It just cannot suck. It has Again. to be somewhat decent. I'm not saying it needs to be good or great or even average. It just needs to be below average to fair to a point where if it's third and 13, you're not giving up a 20, 30-yard play every every game with like what we saw with Richrod and Sumlin. So we got to get to a point where we're confident that this team can make force some three and outs and, and and keep the offense you know on the bench and give them a little bit of a break because I think that was some of the challenges last year with Delora and all these guys is the defense just gave them no shot in games. I mean, that Cal game is a perfect example in the second half last year. So it'll be interesting for sure. Again, we ask for very little on this show, but we do ask for that. Also, it's time for our DraftKings Pick of the Week right here. I am going to Arizona to cover this game right here. Which one of you want to be the contrarian and pick NAU to win? Win? Go, go full that? chief. Go full chief on this Maybe Steve Chief Bird. Yeah, you're not getting it on this show, though. Do we have the spread yet? Uh, I think it's 28. Do you know um, ASU was favored by 35 last night? 
Yep. Uh, yes. Oh, I, I liked uh, I liked Utah to cover that one. I actually told some people uh, that Southern Utah. By the way, um, our good friend uh, Jason Shear just messaged me and said, "What's the Bet MGM is still here. This is an addition to, not in lieu of Jason Shear. Just Man. so you know. Look, anytime I can gamble more, I'm there. You're there for sure, for sure. Um, ben White, do you pick Arizona to cover the spread, whatever it is? We don't even know what it is. Yeah, Absolutely. it's not out yet. But let's say twenty-eight. Let's say twenty-eight. Okay. Twenty-eight. Yeah, for sure. I would agree with that right there. So, again, we're both – that's our DraftKings pick of the week. By the way, our good buddy Scott Schlittenhart in here, senior editor of Wildcat Authority, Scott Schlittenhart, going to be coming out with his fan-sided articles. Very much looking forward to these, Sheer. You guys are a great team over there. Yeah. First thing after the game, first one coming this weekend. Hopefully it's after a win. If it's a loss, I don't know if I'll let Scott write one, though. Oh, Scott's going to write one. These fan-sided <laughs> articles, that's why you want to get there right now. All right. Now – Let's talk about what's his name. Uh, uh, what's his name? Ben White brought Ben White brought up Big Bill Norton. Jesus, is Big Bill Norton good? I think so. I will say I'm. I, I know why you're asking that. He looks good. Here's the thing: just because you're not good enough to play at Georgia doesn't mean you're not good enough to play at Arizona. Like I'd probably take every single Georgia guy on the two deep right now. Give me the second player on every single position on Georgia's two deep. No, I, I'm not going to say that there's gear because I would say that Arizona's got players. Hey, that's a good one right there. Let's go players on the Arizona starters who would at least be on the two deep at Georgia. All of it's good. I mean, I'll, I'll give you some receivers and I'll give you some O-line. But on defense, the Georgia's is defense Jay- is what I'm talking about. Is Jacob Manu on the two deep? Absolutely not. No. And I love Jacob Manu, but no. Hmm. Yeah, tend to agree. Um, I'm looking at how many stars Georgia's backup linebacker was. Oh, they're all five stars. I'm sure they are. Ben White, yeah. do you want to uh, say that there will be four players on Arizona's defense that would be in the two deep at Georgia? Absolutely not. No, not at all. All right. Here's who I do think would start at Georgia. I think Arizona's got four players that would start at Georgia. Right now, I'm going to say Jordan Morgan would start at Georgia. Um uh, Big Jonah definitely would start at uh, Georgia. I just looked it up, Mike. Their, their backup line, real quick, their backup linebacker, who's a true freshman, was ranked the 21st player in the entire nation. Oh, what does that mean? We don't care about <laughs> rankings. We care about OKGs around here, our kind of guys. <laughs> um, do you think Priceock would have any uh, uh, possibility of possibly be- making the two deep? He's the only one I give a little bit of a chance to. Very little, but little. Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Shear is not back in the A. I um, like and I like Price. If you're like, okay, so like their backup corner that's on Price's side is Julian Humphrey, right? He was only ranked 88th in the country, so maybe. Price Hawk wasn't that far off. He was a four-star kid. Know. Maybe Julian Humphrey backup, you know, maybe. All right. Um, but we agree that Big Jonah, Jordan Morgan start at uh, uh, Georgia. I would think so, yes. And then does T-Mac start at Georgia? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you T-Mac. Because they, they went out and they got uh, Dominic Lovett, who actually – Lamont Lovett's uh, a relative. Uh, we'll pretend, Dominic Lovett is a bad man. He's a transfer, though. So, I mean, he only had 846 yards last year. Yeah, I actually think T-Mac would start at Georgia. What about Jacob Cowan? Yeah. yeah. Now, do we go – does T-Mac 2 start there? No. Is Eric Gilbert still there? 
they're starting tight end. No, dude, they're starting tight end. We're not. We thought he went to the NFL. He's only a junior. It's Brock Bowers. Oh, from Arizona. <laughs> no, he's from Napa. I thought he was from Arizona. Oh. He was one of those guys. As a tight end, he had 63 catches for 942 yards and seven touchdowns. We need to tell – Ben White needs to tell the story right here about the guy that ended up at Alabama, I think, that when you and I were working for Skier – And uh, this is a great story, Ben, when you're like – when you were calling him about a visit that he – he was on. This is how far Arizona has come and how much closer we are to Alabama than we are now. I'm not sure if I remember this story. Help me out a little bit. Um, oh, I would never go to Arizona. Does that oh, does that right. help? That's that's right. This yeah, this guy was uh was obviously deciding and we had called him up and um it was about a thirty second phone conversation and that was the only sentence he sent and uh you know, that was the end of the call. So all right, Ben's, Ben's not doing this any justice. Here's essentially what happened. Ben's calling a kid that's a five-star kid or whatever that was on campus for the U of A, and he asked and on an official visit, if I'm not mistaken, and Ben said, you know, are you, uh, you know, what about the U of A? And he says, oh, I would never go to the U of A. Oh, Bill, yeah, yeah, this, I was thinking of You know what's funny? Yes. He wound up at ASU. Oh, well, then he, and then he stayed. And he doesn't play at all. He's not good. So, All right, we didn't want him anyways. That's where we we're at with this. It was an attitude issue. On Arizona. It makes sense. I am also bullish on the special teams that we have here, guys. It's been many, many moons since I've been bullish on the special teams across the board again. We lived through the Zenday Haas era. Not Max, Alex, the guy that was knocking out our uh, offensive linemen with kicks to the head. But between Tyler Loop, not Tyler Luke, Tyler Loop, Ostendorp, and if they have, I'm sure they won't have fam returning kicks. I am okay. I am more than okay with the special teams. Guys, we need this. It's amazing when you actually prioritize a kicker and a punter and you prioritize special teams instead of, you know, just signing somebody off the soccer team to kick your field goals. We definitely come a long way from that. I'm only really curious who the – like, it wasn't listed on the depth chart, but I'm curious to see who the returning the guys are. Like, are they going to let Speedy do it? Are they going to stick to Michael Wiley? They're going to let my guy G7 do it. That's the only – I think Ossendorp and uh, Loop are fine. I have no issue with them. You know, I, I wish Loop could kick from a little bit further out, but ideally he doesn't need to attempt many of those anyway. Oh, look at this. Who is this? Co- Kobe Thiel's messaging me saying that somebody doesn't like uh, somebody doesn't like us right here. How could they not like us? Um, Bo Masters. I don't even know who he is. I don't care. Um, isn't that the guy that runs for – ran for Congress or ran for uh, – uh, from uh, Tucson? No, that's, uh, no, I know who you're talking about, though. Blake Masters. Yeah. Same All thing. right. Noah Papuch. Great name, right? Or Pupak. Either way, what, what do we think it is? How do we think this is pronounced? Because it's a great name. Pupak. Pupak is great. Pupak Shakur. Um, but uh, all right, we'll talk about Nebraska for a second, then we'll get back to stuff that people on here care about. That was the most Nebraska game ever. Matt Rule, I still like Matt Rule, but you know what? You didn't do yourself any favors with that, and Jeff Sims stinks at quarterback. Those throws were atrocious. Ben and I were watching it, and Skier was texting us. I nailed that Jeff Sims thing. No, because if you go to Georgia Tech and you're running the triple option, why would you go take that quarterback? You're running the triple option for a reason. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Ben, you were not impressed either. I was not impressed. Very typical Nebraska. And it's definitely fair to say, and I'll borrow the cliche from SportsCenter, it's very fair to say at this point that Matt Rule is not ruling the world quite yet. 
Oh, ho, ho. All right. By the way, you know what I – Purdy, by the way. What's that? How bad is Chubba Purdy? He can't be Yeah, they got to put him in there. They got to put him in there. Um, by the way, may, uh, I would agree with that. I can't watch any more bad quarterbacking. I've watched it for far too long. <laughs> also, though, you might say, Mike, you're getting old right now and you're not able to deal with all of this. You know what's here for me to help me cope with this? The best coping mechanism out there? Oh, geez. You know it, man. You hit the nail on the head. All right. Now, here's the cool thing with OGs. Being a PHNX listener just got a whole lot sweeter thanks to our buds at OGs. The creams at all Arizona, the flower shop locations, 100 milligram bags of the fruits. All you have to do is go to theflowershopusa.com, place an online order, and use discount code PHNX at checkout. Then head to the nearest flower shop location for the pickup. That's right. This deal is exclusive to our phnx listeners and reminder it's available only for online orders right there check it out right there the flower shop okay ogs right there now defense i'm uh, we're gonna get to a little bit of around the conference here defensively though guys we've been saying this i know i'm a broken record we need somebody to emerge as a pass rusher um all right let's see here uh sheer got my name correct although i said pupak first did I not? No, no, no. I get full credit. You said Ben. Didn't I say it first? Like that. All right, fair enough. Um, but I do think there's going to be some. Uh, a little, uh, there are going to be some times this year where Justin Flo is going to make people ask, "Why is he not on the football field more?" And then there's going to be the Christian Young moment where you say, "Oh, I get it right there." Flo to me is going to be a fascinating guy to watch all season, there, fellas. Yeah, he is, and I think the key is for this defense and. Just turn the page to, you know, two years back to when we had Don Brown and obviously the roster was not very good. But the one thing that was a positive from that year in that defense was they were just able to force turnovers. Arizona didn't force turnovers a lot at all last year. And if Arizona can find a way, whether it's flow, whether it's somebody on the line, whether it's somebody in the secondary, if you can find ways to force timely turnovers, it's going to help you. Because I think when you look at Arizona's schedule, obviously, a lot better roster. You're avoiding some schools this year that would probably be a lot more tough to play. But you've probably got, you know, four or five wins that are handed to you if everything goes right. But at the same time, if you want to get to that point where, you know, you're winning six, seven, eight games this year, I think it's going to be imperative that the defense does something, quite honestly. And what's the easiest way is forcing some turnovers. Things will go your way, shift momentum, and just allow you to win some of these games that you're not supposed to win. Um, I think you saw it at times last year against UCLA. That was definitely Fish's signature win last year and his, his main signature win in the program so far. But to me, you know, I'm looking at individual players. I'm looking at flow. I'm looking at all these guys. But the word that I'm really looking forward to seeing this year, hopefully on the defensive side, is, is turnovers. Sheer, are you looking for turnovers or not? Yeah, and, and, and it's something that, like, they they absolutely talk about in practice. Like, Dwayne Aquino is always saying, go get the ball. Nance is saying, be aggressive. Um, there's been plays where we've seen a corner tip it, and Richardson, the first thing he says instead of good job is, next time intercept that same pass. Like, so there, it is absolutely um, vital for this defense because the defense isn't going to be awesome. It's just not. But the way you can make up for that is forcing a couple turnovers a game or whatever it may be. And giving your offense, which is going to be awesome, a couple extra possessions uh, will go a long way where you can get away with maybe having, hopefully, an average defense. 
Dwayne Aquina will be on the sideline for all the games. This is correct. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I think he's on the sideline and Chuck will be up top. Yeah, that's good. Um, by the way, uh, G, where did that? That's a great question right there. I don't know. Where did he get the name G7 from? Nobody really knows. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to start calling Sheer L18. G8. I mean, G7 is the plane, right? Yeah, G7. Uh, maybe that's it because he's fast. Maybe. I don't know. I think we can come up with a better nickname than that one right there. Dylan Wyatt starting at the other corner spot opposite Ephesians Prysock right there. I wonder if this is another one of those good little scoops that uh, Jet Fish has been able to get over the years. A little bit underrated, obviously out of Cal Poly. Um, beat out Takario Davis for that spot. Wyatt's been solid in camp there, Skier. He, I mean, he was good. Like he, he actually, he went to Illinois. He tore his knee up. It didn't work out. I think he hurt his knee twice. And then went to Cal Poly. Uh, he's legitimately good. Like when Arizona got him, they got him. They they happened to get him right after Rutherford left. And I was like, okay, is that just is this a backup plan? They said no. He he was going to play over Rutherford. It, it didn't have anything to do with each other. But uh, he's good. Like he started off a little slow, but by the end of camp, he was. I, I think he had like two consecutive practices where he had a pick. He was breaking up passes. Uh, he legitimately beat out Takario Davis for that spot. All right. All right. Now, something here, Ben White, we're not used to right now there because these people are in your neck of the woods. We're not used to five star kids coming to the U of A right here. But this is a new era. This is an ASU. <laughs> Elijah Rushing, Keona Wilhite and crew are going to be in Southern California playing Bishop Alamany. This is not your uh, grandfather's Bishop Alamany team. But either way. I believe the world is going to find out that Keona Wilhite should also be a five-star pass rusher, sheer than Ben White. Uh, yeah, I mean, Alamany's not very good this year, though, Mike. It's it's they're zero and two, and I think they've lost. I, I think they've lost by like five touchdowns in both games. Um, Arizona actually has. I think Arizona the last two years have taken all of Alamany's best players, but uh, Prysock, Kevin Green, Kevin Green, Rhino. I believe no, Rhino didn't go there. Maybe he started there. There's a couple others, I think. Yeah. All right. But, yeah, I mean, South Point, South Point should kill him, and Rushing and Will Height should dominate that offensive line. All right. Yeah. Ben, I'm, it's very weird. You covered the Kevin Sumlin era up close and personal. You lived through that uh, that era where we don't recruit the Bijan Robinsons of the world because why would we recruit them? Jed Fish says, no, I will do something else. He, he has. Um, rushing and all those guys are great examples. We'll see it this week while they're in town. Um, I think when you look at the direction of this program, right, and the main focus when you talk to Jed, obviously Texas and some other parts of the country is important, but the main focus still seems to be California. And obviously you've got UCLA and USC that is now transitioning to the Big Ten, but – the three-star, the four-star guys, they're still lingering around, and they've got to have a place to go that's appealing, that's close, that's fun to win, and Arizona makes a whole lot of sense. You know, when you look at some of these guys um, just being out in the area, and, and we've talked to families and parents, you know, a lot of people don't really get thrilled of the idea of maybe a kid playing, you know, backup or third string at USC if it means that they're going to have to be on a plane to the East Coast every other weekend watching their games. So I think Fish has really capitalized on that. I think it's going to be continue to be a focus. It's funny um, where I am in, in Orange County, just five minutes from us on on the 91 freeway, there's an Arizona football um, billboard 
You know, there's billboards all throughout L.A. They've really t- taken it to heart. They've got the coaches out there at all times, like sheer nose. So um, to me, they're just getting started in California. So it'll be fascinating to see kind of what the roster looks like, especially on both sides of the ball as we go into, you know, years three, four and five here. So speaking of Mike, what- I, I forgot real quick. I said the O-line is bad. It's actually not. They have a guy on the O-line I totally forgot about that has an offer from Arizona. In the 2024 class, he might be like the top lineman on Arizona's board right now. It's Mark Vince. He's got like seven names. I don't know. Is he but a tackle? Yeah, and he's 6'4", 310. Well, he's going to find out today. Well, actually, now, the, it, I mean, Alamany sucks, but there's actually some intrigue with rushing and Wilhite versus him. By the way, we should, uh, when we're out and about drinking, talking up the people in the town, wherever bars we go to, we are going to ask them to put on the South Point Bishop Alamany game right there because we want to be able to watch this game. And this will be done or there will be no tips. I didn't even, I mean, is it streaming? Yeah, it's streaming. All the game, all the South Point games are on streaming. But it's at Alamany, isn't it? Yeah, but that doesn't mean that South Point's not bringing the stream. Well, we have, you have people on the ground like you usually do. Yeah, I did. I believe this yeah. game will. We There will be no excuse to the bartender if she says, I can't people, find we have, it. We have people on the ground. Oh, that's also going to be a great way to get the number of the bartender by saying, here, let me just shoot you the text right there and put it up on the phone. There you go. I'm cool. I am cool. Um. But, yeah, no, that's going to be really, really cool. By the way, the previous game, Keona Wilhite had three sacks and, like, five QB hits. Been trying to tell you all every now and then I get something right. Another thing that I get right, Saturday Neon. Go to SaturdayNeon.com and use code PHNX for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over 200 bucks. Now, you might say, Mike, do you have any Saturday Neon in your uh, living room? You would be correct. I do. Right there. And it blows up and it looks really cool. Check it out. SaturdayNeon.com. Okay. Um, actually, is it a .com? Yeah, SaturdayNeon.com. All right. One thing, though, that I need to see from Jed Fish that he has not been good at. And again, Jed Fish, A plus hire, needs to be said. I even told our good buddy Dave Hickey yesterday. I thought it was a bizarre hire. But, Dave, you were right. I was wrong. Um, I need a better red zone offense this year. The red zone offense, we need to be honest, has sucked. Um, it's got to be better. We don't need to have kind of these gadget plays and misdirections. Run the ball right at him and get some first downs here. Yeah, I don't want any BS. You should be able to line up and, and go score. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it felt way too difficult and complicated. With play calling, too, I thought at times. It was, like, very forced. You know, it, it's we don't have to get cute or any of that. Just go out and, and get your points and – and, and, you know, and, and execute. And they didn't do it. I think Jed said if they had scored t- six more touchdowns last season in the red zone, they would have been, like, top five in the entire country. That's not that much. Right. And they probably would have won. Yeah, and they probably would have won two or three more games, too. I think there were a couple of games where they were close towards the end. And, yeah, we talked about that last night, Mike. I mean, you watch this team drive up and down the field. They're very focused on, obviously, running the ball with those backs and, you know, obviously stretching the field with these receivers. But it just it just seemed like last year all of that went out the window when Arizona was inside the 10, inside the 5. So you've got to be consistent there. I mean, we can't mess around. Just give the ball to Wiley. It's It's that simple. All right, we're going to get to a little bit of Arizona basketball here before we sign off, because unlike ASU, we actually have multiple sports that we can root for in these parts. That's for you, Keck. Um, By the way, Keck is a palindrome. Do you know what a palindrome is, Ben White? I do not. Fill me in. 
A palindrome is a word spelled the same forwards and backwards. Here's how I know this. So I was reading a book growing up, and it was called Hannah is a Palindrome. And Hannah is a palindrome. And this kid would, named Otto would always make fun of her for being a palindrome. Come to find out, Otto is a palindrome as well. So be nice to the people that you don't know. Just telling you right there for you Gen Zers out there. You don't know what you don't know, right? What's that? I said you don't know what you don't know. Now we don't, know. Don't forget to push. What does this mean right here? Um, oh, by the way. Oh, 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 oh. All right. We got a great deal today right now on PHNX shirts. Pull these up. The great Jacob Franklin reminded me of these. All T-shirts and hats, $24. Now, look at some of these cool things right here. All kinds of good stuff. And look at Ben White's hat right there. Ben White's hat is also a PHNX hat as well, as you can see. Hence the PHNX right there. Check it out. Ben repping the brand. Um, again, great place. Go to gophnx.com. Race car is a palindrome as well, Brad Rich. But again, good stuff right there. All right. Prediction time. We're going to get to a little bit of Arizona basketball. Guys, Ben, you think it's going to be a very close game. You've made this very clear. How close do you see this game being? Oh, totally. I think it's going to be so close that Arizona is going to win 45 to 21. 45. Wow. So you like NAU to cover. I knew that you did. Yes, I changed my mind. Just for you. Jeez. It's not really backing the A. That's not backing the A at all. And you're the A is behind you, and you're not backing it. Fine, fine. Arizona no, 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 it's done. That's not how this works. Yeah, nice try there, Benjamin. Jacob, cut the mic. All right, <laughs> Jason Shear, you're up. What do you say? Uh, 52 to 17. I think Arizona's offense is going to score 50 for the first time in a while, and I just – once NAU becomes one-dimensional, I don't I don't think they'll be able to move the ball much. All right. Guess what I'm going to do? Would you like my prediction, everybody out there? Because these are gold. Keep in mind, I told you to pick Nebraska straight up yesterday. That should have been the right pick, actually. I already have my betting app open. Whatever you tell me is what I'm going to bet on. Yeah, we're ready. 63 to 7. Not quite 70 to 7, but wow. 63 to 7. What say you guys? Do you like this? Uh, that's a lot. Also, I'm worried that this game is going to get – uh, rain delayed ASU style. Uh, well, you know what? That means more time to mess with the other media members in the press box. Brian J. Peterson, I'm looking right at you. Anthony Gimino, I am looking right at you. Um, <laughs> Jason Jer- Oh, Shelby's going to be up there, right? Jeff Bowe. Jeff Bowe will be there. Jeff Bowe is, oh, I'm going to be seeing Jeff Bowe here with Ben in about, uh, about 25 minutes or so. I will tell Jeff you said hi. All right, so we all like Arizona to cover except Ben White. Jacob Franklin, hop in here. What do you think, Jake Franklin? Jacob, the Arizona Wildcats. Jacob X, yeah. Jacob is not going to hop in here because Jacob does not want to. I don't blame him. I wouldn't either. Um, was a rough right. night woke up last night. What's that? It was a rough night watching that game for Jacob. Especially, too, when you have kids or when you got, like, a newborn in there. Jacob, did you watch the whole game or did you go to bed? Come on, Jacob. You can at least talk. Come on. We're adding Jacob. He told us. We're adding Jacob to the stream. He's been – Jacob, talk to us right now. I don't even have a camera on, Mike. I know. That's good. All we need to know, did you go to bed? No, I fell asleep. Goodbye. Am I the only one that watched the whole game? Yes, yes, I fell asleep. You go to bed early, Mike. Yeah. Um, because I wake up so early though. All the optimism I mean, I 7 a.m. every day. You call me at like 7 a.m. every day. 
I do. I can't. When, when Bruno, it's funny. I used to sleep in, and Ben can vouch for this. Um, I used to always, when we were at, uh, when I was living in student housing, um, I used to always sleep until like eleven thirty. And then when Bruno, at Bruno's pat last year, Bruno had to get to the dog park every single year, or every say the second the sun came up, Bruno was Bruno wanted to go, and I haven't been able to sleep in since then. It sucks. Um, so whatever. Uh, let's talk though. He, little- he's up earlier than that though, Sherry. He's even recording podcast at like six six thirty, like this morning. He's called me at like six. He knows I'm up, so he's called me at like six forty five in the morning. Yeah, my alarm sure. this morning was you're listening to the AZ Wildcat podcast. Right, a little bit of a different sure. tone. And on top of that, too, when I call Sheer, when I call Sheer, if he doesn't answer, guess what I do? Call again. Call you right back. Call you right back. That's the way that it's supposed to be in these day or in these neck of the woods. All right, we've had a uh, Dennis Walsh right here with the understatement of the century. Jacob is awesome. This is correct. By the way, have you unmuted uh, uh, Dennis Walsh, Sheer? You said you would. Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> Dennis, I'm doing what I can right here. I appreciate you. <laughs> Um, all right, let's talk a little bit of Arizona basketball because they're going to be very, very good. We got to talk a little recruiting. Promised Arizona net that we would talk a little bit of recruiting. Coa Pete, um, obviously in Phoenix right there. Sheer is notorious for not liking Gilbert Perry players. First, it was Dylan Anderson that was slandered. Then it was Cody Williams. And now is Coa Pete going to hop on here as well as somebody that you don't like as much there, Jason Shear? Uh, no, I like Coa Pete a lot. And in Arizona is, I know he's visiting Michigan. Arizona is prioritizing him. Uh, the school that lands him better have a good NIL set up because that is very, very important in this recruitment. Arizona can get him, but it better have a check that can help that situation along. It's almost like this family, you know, it's almost like they don't have NFL players in the family. Yeah, it's weird. I, uh, I mean, they have plenty of money, but they want it. <laughs> All right, what else do we need to know on recruiting, Sheer? I've actually been out of the recruiting loop here a little bit. Talk to us. Uh, they offered Hudson Greer, a four-star from uh, Texas. He'll visit and an unofficial visit. And then Emmanuel Steven, who's a big guy, uh, you know who he is. He's actually on the same AAU team as Jamari and Carter. Um, it's probably Arizona and USC right now. He'll take an official visit. Uh, I think he's actually visiting Kansas here soon as well. Uh, but he'll take an official visit for the red and blue. It, it sounds like Arizona's gearing up for a big weekend that weekend. He's the priority big man for the entire class, correct? Uh, yeah, I haven't heard of anyone else come up. By the way, back the A-Ray, one of the coolest people out there with the sock A right there. Back the freaking A. Shout out to Skier for saving the season before it started right there. Are we out on flag? We were never in on flag. Where did this come from? The Cooper uh, Cooper flag was never coming to Arizona. He followed uh, Arizona on Instagram, and people took it and ran with it. Arizona recruited him for a few weeks, and it became very apparent that he was going to Duke. Uh, so they didn't offer, and that was that. Did he follow the Emoy? Because that's all that really matters. I'm not sure, actually. But all right. he's not getting an offer. He's not going to Arizona. By the way, guys, we got to give a shout-out to Bruce Pascoe. Um, Bruce, is, Bruce is supposed to hang out with us yesterday. And guess what Bruce said? I can't hang out with you guys. We're all very bummed by this. This is correct. Yeah, I'm not we happy. Are. What's that? I'm not happy with Bruce right We're now. We're not happy. Very, very stern. We, we are bummed out. Yep. All right. So I was going to say. Much else to say. All right. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, what about the four peaks? 
All right, we got to get to the four peaks right here. I have a new movement I'm thinking about for the football season. Four peaks is how about the linemen, the U of A linemen right there? Jonas, you're dissing one, you're leaving one out. That's not right. But if there's, but Josh Baker is the, he's the valley surrounded by the peaks. Might be able to work that. All right. Well, either way, that's a real stretch, but I don't care. Um, Four (laughs) Peaks, check it out. Again, visit fourpeaks.com backslash story locator to find all your favorite brewery hours and events. Steinholding Oktoberfest haunted brewery tours are right around the corner. Sheer, are you going to Steinholding? I hope so. What is Uh, it? I don't know, but I'll be there. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Again, the official brew of PHNX Sports. All right, guys, let's wrap all this one up right here. We got to go get our credentials and our media tickets. Um, By the way, uh, Dave Hickey was asked, who should the naming rights to Arizona Stadium be? I am going to throw down the gauntlet right now and say Del Taco. I was going to say OGs, but Del Taco, I respect it. What happens if it was Del Taco and for lunch, every game, home game, you got the cheeseburgers? That's kind of where I'm thinking right now. Um, Ben, what do you think? Del Del Taco Stadium? I would prefer Del Taco, but I don't know if you guys saw. I think Justin Spears tweeted out about EG Stadium, and then I think EG's, the official account, actually replied back saying, should we do it? So a lot of contenders. Interesting. Well, I got in trouble for this on a while back, so I'm not going to say anything on that one. Um, by the way, uh, oh, back the A Stadium, duh. Yeah, good call well, there, Noah. Well, that's that's the primary. I mean, we're just talking backup options here, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's where we're at at this point. All right, now, all right, first of the month. Wake up, wake up! It's the first of the. M- I'm having a wonderful day, and I wouldn't mess with me. Why? Because it's the first of the month, and we'd be smoking, choking, rolling, sipping on 40 ounces. How about that? That was good. All right. On that note. Let's go. All right. On that note, we appreciate all of you guys. There will be more rapping, not less rapping. Skier, where can they find you doing your your due diligence? Uh, Wildcatauthority.com, at Jason Shear on Twitter, and the Wildcat Scoop podcast. It's all happening tomorrow. We're here, boys. We made it. All right, we are here. Eric Zimmerman, you are so right. Mike is a nerd, but he is our nerd. You okay? Oh, by the way, I got another uh, one for you. It's the thuggish, ruggish bone. You know you know this song, Sheer, right? Very good yeah. stuff. All right. Now, we will be back with you on the post game tomorrow as well. The great Sean Schuster returns from uh, the uh, – the I don't even know where Schuster's been because he lives right down the street. But Ben White will be there as well. Shear actually has to work and do press conference stuff, which means that I'll have to leave about late third quarter. But I will be ready for all of you. We're going to find out where – oh, Julian, great point. Where is Dylan's bike stadium? I like that. we got to get Dylan in here somewhere. But Maybe all right, Kelly on that note – that one happen for you. All right. On that note, for Jason Shear, Ben White, I am merely Mike Luke. We also, Jacob Franklin behind the scenes, who you cannot see, but I guarantee you he is there. Jacob, appreciate you as well. We'll be back with you tomorrow. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.